Hi, and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw stories of life change through Jesus. I'm your host, Audrey Wallace, and today we are talking with Bethany Miller, and we're going to follow her journey across the country from Oregon to Rhode Island to Ohio and many places in between. And we're going to take two different episodes to tell her story, and today we're going to start in Oregon. All right. Well, welcome, Bethany, to Grace Unscripted. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, no problem. Well, and for the audience, Bethany and I met, was it two years ago? I think so. Almost exactly. Yeah. Because it was January right after you had moved here. So I know a bit of your story, but I think we're going to learn a lot more about you here today. I'm excited to learn about your journey. Um, Well, I know that you're not from Akron, Ohio. Nope. So I'd love to know a little bit of your origin and how you got from where you started to where you are today. Oh, my. Uh, I will give you the nutshell version because Akron, well, Ohio is state number six for me. Wow. So, um, yeah. So I was born and raised in Oregon. Um, Oregon will always be home to me. That is where my heart still lives and a lot of my family still lives. We go back usually a couple times a year. Uh, So an Oregonian at heart. But uh, went to school in California. I did a volunteer program immediately after college and spent a year in Rhode Island um, doing kind of under the AmeriCorps type umbrella. That's about um, as opposite end of the country as it, yeah. as it can get yep. Rhode Island to yeah. California. Yeah, that's how I got east. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I went west and then I went east. Um, and so from Rhode Island, uh, I spent a year there and I went down to New York and visited fellow volunteers. And I absolutely fell in love with New York City and mm-hmm. decided I had to go there next. <laughs> so I ended up getting a job uh, right on the border of Queens and Long Island. So I lived on Long Island for five years. Wow. Um, You've got some stories there buried, I'm sure. (laughs) I do. And actually, a lot of my faith journey is there. So I'm sure we'll get back to that. Um, Well, if you could speak in an accent, Queen accent, that entire section of the story. No, I never quite adopted that. um, And it would be embarrassing to try. But but yeah, but I spent five years there. Um, And then I met and started dating the man who is now my husband while I was there. And so I moved to Maryland which is where he was. Um, So I picked up and moved down to Maryland when we were dating. Um, And then we got married in Maryland and had two kids. Um, And then, yeah, about two and a half years ago, we moved to Ohio. That's number six. Yeah, that is a very nutshell version (laughs) of all that Quite the journey. Well, let's go through them here. So Oregon, born and raised. What was was life like in your home and and especially your faith journey during that time as well? Yeah, um, I grew up in um, a great home. I still very much am close with my parents and my family and my extended family. Um, Like I said, most of them still live there. And so it's great to go back and spend the time when we can. Um, And we did grow up in a Christian home. Um, very much having church part of our life. Um, my father is actually still on the board of the church that I grew up in. Wow. So when I go home, I still visit my home church. There's still <laughs> people there who have known me my entire life, people who mentored me in different places. So that church will always have a very special place in my heart. Do they always um, talk about, I remember you from oh, Bible yeah. camp <laughs> when you were yay big. Yeah. Oh, there's people who knew me in the nursery. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went through VBS. I led VBS. I was very much involved in youth group. Um, we even did in middle school a confirmation program. So I went through that. Um, 
And that's um, probably an age when I started engaging more in my faith. And actually, in eighth grade, when I was confirmed, I was also baptized at the same time. Okay. Um, so, and that was a choice that my parents had left to me um, and my brother in our lives of just when we wanted to take those steps. So our parents were very, um, I would say, very great about wanting us to be in the church, but also wanting our faith to be our own and encouraging that, but giving us the freedom to kind of take that path for ourselves and explore it. So um, after that, I got very involved in youth group in high school. Uh, we had a very small kind of fledgling youth leadership type team at one point that I was on. Um, so I have some really fond memories of that. Um, and then probably the biggest thing for my faith journey in that time was... Um, the summer, I believe it was the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. Between sophomore and junior year, I went to our fellowship's um, large national conference. So that would be Chick Covenant High in Christ. I went to a Covenant church, and so uh, Covenant High in Christ. But for those who are familiar with Momentum Youth Conference yes. that our church goes to, it would be a very similar type experience. Um and so while I was a Christian before that, uh, they did have an altar call that night. I remember they had a whole skit um, from the perspective of one of the thieves um, that mm. Jesus was next to mm -hmm. on the cross, and and from kind of that perspective of the sinner, so to speak, um, and then going through the crucifixion from that perspective. Mm. And I was really struck by the ultimate sacrifice that Christ gave in an entire new way. And I remember, you know, crying mm -hmm. and did the whole come down forward and was prayed over and just really, to me, that's a real start to maybe a more mature level yes. of my faith, mm -hmm. of understanding it and making it my own more than just like church life mm -hmm. and enjoying the church life, but really more of the faith walk. Wow. Um, so that was a real pivotal point for me. That's pretty amazing that that was going to, that happened before you could drive, probably, if it's between sophomore and junior year around, <laughs> around, the, same, around, there, yeah. around the same time. All those like, things happening around the same time. To have that early, during those formative years, yeah. that really gave you the foundation. I'm sure there's yeah. some ups and downs following that oh, that we'll get into. Oh, but... we're going to hear some. Yeah, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. Because then we go to college in California, so. Yeah, and I would even back up from that um, because I think maybe a really important part of that is that I gave my life to Christ and the reason I know it was before my junior year was, um, you know, and, and again, gave my life to Christ in a new way. Um, and then in my junior year, experienced my first bout of very serious depression okay. um, and went through depression as a junior in high school and didn't, frankly, didn't know what that really was, didn't know what that meant, um, kind of had to walk through a whole level of that, really hid it from all of those around mm -hmm. me. I remember like going to school and like, putting on the happy face and holding mm -hmm. it together. And I had to, very perfectionist thinking of, I had to kind of have this all together look to myself um, and was falling apart at home. And my, wow. my mom especially stepped into that and got me into counseling um, and kind of walked that with me and, and helped me kind of discover how to, how to deal with that, how to navigate that. Um, and so it was, a, it was also a very difficult time in my faith because I, I can recall very clearly moments lying in bed as a, you know, angsty teenager mm -hmm. and going like, God, I gave my life to you. And yeah. this is what you gave me for it. Yeah. Like, this is what it's going to look like. And really wrestling with that. Um, so it's kind of the first, like, yeah, I had this very pivotal moment of giving my life to Christ, this really pivotal moment of faith struggle of what does that look like 
Wow. Well, I th- appreciate you sharing that because depression is not easy to talk about. And, you know, we yeah. can look at others and, and think that they have something packaged up, especially if you hear the yeah. highlight reel of, right. you know, the conference and the baptism and all those yeah. things. So the fact that you went down and came back out, thanks to the support of those around you. Yeah. And that depression walk has been an on again, off again mm-hmm. battle for me my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we talk through kind of my journey, I feel like it's important to say that because I'm mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I can't talk about my life and the ups and downs without talking about that sure. aspect. Um, because there have been years where I've been fine and great and, um, you know, dealt with everyday life struggles, sure. but haven't had that kind of depressive cloud. Um, and then there have been many years where I have. And I've Mm -hmm. had to walk that journey. And so, and it's, like I said, that initial round of it did not tell anyone and did not Mm -hmm. talk about it. And over the years, kind of every time I go through it, I get a little more open Mm -hmm. about it. And now I just kind of am at a place in my life where I'm like, this is part of who I am and part of my life. And um, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wish it wasn't, but it is. And I've, I've come, I've come to peace with that, um, and especially in the times when I'm healthier, I can talk sure. about a lot There's easier. so much freedom in that, too. And yeah. you sharing that gives others freedom to help to yeah. come to the place that you're coming to as well. Yeah. So definitely appreciate that. Well, okay, so now we're a teenager who's <laughs> like, can you remember anything significant about the exit from that? Was there a sig- yeah. like, Was there a time where you're like, wow, the fog is gone? Or was it a slow you kind of looked back? Um, yeah, it was point? definitely a slow and kind of an up and down through my junior, senior year. I also kind of more my senior year morphed more into like some anxiety stuff and had to deal with some of that. Um, but I do recall really by the time I graduated, I was in a better place, graduated high school. Um, and looking back, and for me, the most impactful thing that I realized, especially in that faith journey, is how many of the people who who were supports to me in that time and who really helped me through that time, the very few people who knew, um, mm-hmm. were, were Christians, mm-hmm. were part of my church or part of my family, who were praying for me, mm-hmm. who were open to me, um, and who really were pointing me back to the Lord. So where I was very angry with God <laughs> during that time for giving me this, um, they were certainly connecting me back to the Lord and to faith um, and really helped carry me through that season and help bring me back to more stable ground. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was probably my biggest takeaway. And, and honestly, that's been, I think as we talk about my journey, you'll hear that's, that's a theme that mm-hmm. I see in my life. Yeah. Thank God for the pillars that pray for us. Right. Just amazing. But you do have to open that space up to them. Yeah, you do. And, the, and again, that's part of why I want to be very open with that part of my story as well as others, because I've realized that how beneficial that has been for me mm-hmm. when I've been in the lower places. So when I can share the struggles of my life and my mm-hmm. journey um, with someone else and what I've learned through it, what I've gained through it. And sometimes it's not even to share that, but just to say, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that can be, I know I've benefited from that. So if I can give that to someone else, that's yeah. what I want to do. Crazy how those things turn into a gift in the end. Yeah. You know, yep. you wouldn't have wanted it, but now it's a gift that you have for yourself as well as yeah. something you give away to others. Yeah, so good. absolutely. All right. So now, again, we go to California. <laughs> yes. We're in college. And yep. that's, I'm sure, another bumpy well, – I shouldn't make any assumptions yeah. here. but um, From a mental health perspective, I did really well in college. Um, was pretty stable throughout all of that. Loved my college years. Um, 
I went to St. Mary's College of California. This is a little small school in the Bay Area. Some people know it from because every once in a while we make like a Cinderella run in the March Madness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, most people in this part of the country would never have heard of it. But um, but near and dear to my heart, and I absolutely love my memories there mm-hmm. and the friendships I had there and whatnot. Um, so from that perspective, like really happy time. Um, however, from a faith perspective. Um, I kind of started doing a very, I would say, a natural thing for our culture in the U.S. of living with a foot in both worlds. So mm. I went to some things like university. I went to church occasionally, not very regularly. Um, but I also became a pretty typical American college student and mm-hmm. definitely engaged in partying and started drinking. And I, I was definitely one who worked hard, played hard um, mm-hmm. from that perspective. So was a very good student, held multiple jobs, and then partied really hard on the weekends. Sounds like you were busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember being very busy in college. And I traveled a lot. Um, I did a semester overseas in Italy. And I wow. traveled my senior year to Sri Lanka and India. And I I love adventure. I still love adventure. So I, that's what I did in college. I did mm-hmm. a lot of adventuring. Some good, some not. <laughs> what did you see? What did uh, college Bethany say? This is what I think I'm going to be, do, strive into in my career, in my adult life. I think I went in with an idea and came out going, I have no idea, Uh, (laughs) which is kind of the opposite for a lot of students. Um, I went in, actually because of my experience in high school, I went in wanting to be a counselor Mm. and wanting to counsel teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, I saw the need very clearly. Um, And I still think it's a great calling and a great need, but um, kind of figured out through that, I don't want to be one-on-one in a room. I'm (laughs) far too social. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that just really wasn't my calling. But I was a psychology major. I still find psychology fascinating. Um, And so really enjoyed the study of it. But actually, that was part of how I ended up in the volunteer program was I got towards the end of college and I had friends who were like, getting career type Mm -hmm. jobs on graduation. Um, I had friends, I had a very good friend who got one of those jobs who with the help of her parents was buying her own townhouse. She was dating a guy she thought she was going to marry. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're like an adult. I I was like, I knew myself well enough to go, I am not ready to be that settled. Like I'm not done having fun. Enneagram seven, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh yeah, seven, seven through and through right here. (laughs) So I was like, nope, I am totally not ready for that. And so I had this opportunity to do a program called the LaSallian Volunteers. St. Mary's is a LaSallian school, so it's kind of all associated under a Catholic um, – it's the Catholic order uh, dedicated to teaching um, and under St. John Baptist de La Salle. And so while I'm not Catholic, didn't grow up Catholic, um, but was um, loving what the LaSallian Volunteers were doing. And so while they're primarily dedicated to teaching, it was kind of an odd thing because I was like, I know I don't want to teach. But just that year, they had a position open up in Rhode Island that was for social work and doing wraparound services with at-risk youth. And so that kind of hit my, Mm -hmm. I wanted to serve teenagers. And that was kind of in that. I was a psych major. So that brought in a lot of what I'd learned. Um, And we lived in community with the Christian brothers and with fellow volunteers. And so there was at the same site doing the same job, one other... um, gal who actually was from Oregon and from my college, which is not always the way it works for, we call ourselves LVs, LaSalle volunteers. Um, But so Casey and I were in community with Brother Michael and we were quite a little trio and just that was a really incredible experience, a deep, deep friendships and deep, deep work with kids who really made an impact on me. 
Did you guys carpool across country to get there and take, you know, put your trunk in the back <laughs> and just road trip? No, it was very much a like, hey, pack your one bag oh and fly gosh. across the country. And uh, like I said, we lived in community, so all of our housing and everything was taken care of, and they provided a car for our job. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it was a it was a great experience. That's amazing. So we're in yeah. Rhode Island, and next stop is New York. We ready yeah. to hop there? Or we got yeah. okay. Yeah, we can hop. I'm just thinking because <laughs> I, I never heard you went back to Oregon, so I don't know if you like went no. there for periods of time, but you really nothing did. more than a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So now the, was... the city lights called your name, and yeah. you ended up in New York City. That was actually the cross country road trip. Was when I was done with the Los Angeles okay. Terrors. I flew home and picked up my car and little Honda Civic. Mm. <laughs> Oh, yes. Stuffed it full of all my belongings. That's a right passage right um, there. Yeah, and I, I actually drove two days by myself, landed in Colorado at my brother's house. He was living there at the time. And my mom flew in. She couldn't do work issues. She couldn't do the first two days, but she flew in and met me there. And so we spent three days after that driving across wow. the country. Um, yeah, and landed in New York on Long Island um, and started out rooming with another former LaSalle volunteer. So she and I were both kind of coming out of that and starting our careers. And mm-hmm. so we lived together. Um, for a couple of years and then had an apartment by myself for a while and yeah wow all right so what's city life what's city life Bethany look like well I was on Long Island so I wasn't in Manhattan so Long Island would be much more suburban Mm -hmm. um yeah residential suburban type area definitely um packed in definitely very full (laughs) but um but not don't think they're like Manhattan Mm -hmm. New York City um so uh got there and that was probably another time that not as serious and maybe a little shorter, but definitely went through some depression. Um, and I think for me, it was the first time I wasn't living in like built-in community mm-hmm. and really had to start fresh. Okay. Um, so I knew a couple people, like I said, I was living with a former volunteer also who I knew, but um, other than that, didn't really know anyone. And so I am a very social person, as mm-hmm. I mentioned. I love being in relationship. Um, I do not like sitting at home. I like going out for adventures. And it landed in this place where I really didn't know anyone or very few. And so didn't had not anticipated how hard that was going to be. It's like the perfect picture of the you can be in a crowded place yeah. and still feel alone. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So how did you overcome that? I can't imagine Bethany just sat in her living room and, and like – was sad about it. You yeah. got on the train. There were some of those nights, drove, but yeah. <laughs> you went downtown. <laughs> yeah. There were some of those, but there was also like, well, then I'm going to go work in a coffee shop or mm-hmm. I'm going to go to, you know, I remember some of those moments. Um, but that was probably a dangerous place for me to be in um, because then it was like, I will take any social interaction I can get. Okay. And so there were people I met through work and through different avenues um, that then started hanging out with, and that was more of a party scene. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and still kind of had that from my college years. Um, um, hadn't said no to that, and so unfortunately said yes to that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that was a lot of happy hours because mm-hmm. happy hour was never one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a lot of late nights and a lot of I don't remember how I got home mm-hmm. and it, things like that and dating a lot of guys I shouldn't have been dating. And, um, yeah, and definitely some stories in there that I'm not proud of. Okay. Um, and and yet still considered myself a Christian, mm-hmm. um, still mm-hmm. went to church um, I actually, where my first apartment was, was, um, for anyone who knows Long Island, I was living in Rockville Center, mm-hmm. um, and, which is kind of a fun little township on Long Island with some great restaurants and bars and shops and things, um, and right on the train line. And so I lived just like within two blocks of the downtown area. So, um, 
which was, for better or worse, easy to walk home late at night. Um, but also there was a church there in town. So I would get up on Sunday mornings and walk to church and, mm. and go. Um, and it was kind of in that period of time that I started wrestling a little more with God. And and I remember sitting in church sometimes and going, God, like, why don't I feel your presence? Mm. You know, and I look back and go, I don't know. Maybe it was the hangover fog. <laughs> like, maybe that had something. <laughs> Just a little bit there, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. maybe that was getting in the way. Um, you know, like, duh. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but kind of coming back around um, to that idea and just wondering and... And really exploring that, like, what is my life going to look like? And is this the life I want to live? And, um, and, and maybe wrestling with that a little bit, but not taking it too seriously. But um, I tell people I have this, this sense that God occasionally has these moments where he'll tap you on the shoulder and go, excuse me, you belong back over here with me. Okay. And I had one of those moments. Um, I actually had a coworker who I was standing with a friend one day, and we were definitely the two who organized a lot of the social events Um Honestly, in an official capacity, we were on a committee for the organization we were working for and organized a lot of social events. But um, we also organized a lot of unofficial nights out mm-hmm. and happy hours and things. And um, and one of our coworkers walked by us in the lobby one day and said, man, I see you guys and I just want a drink. Mm. And he meant it as a, like, I, I really think it was just an offhand comment. Mm-hmm. And he meant it as like, a, I want to go out and have fun. Right. And like, you know, it was not meant to be anything offensive. It, it wasn't even offensive, but it was, it just caught me in that moment. And I really think God was speaking through it of saying like, is that really what you want to be defined by? The first thing someone thinks of mm-hmm. when they see you. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah that's an awakening. Girl, like, yeah. that's who you want to be. Um, and kind of that idea that like, I created you for more than that. Mm. Like you got more than that to you. And so um, very quickly, like within a month, it was like all the, because there were several, all the guys I was dating was done with, um, was done with the party scene, had to tell some friends and some very awkward conversations like, hey, I'm not going to go out anymore like mm-hmm. that. Um, and started then getting more integrated into the church. Mm. So went to a class, um, got connected with a young adult group there, started hanging out with them a lot, um, socializing with them a lot more, um, just exploring my faith and what did that look like to have an adult mm-hmm. faith or as an adult. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, growing in that maturity. Now, yeah. what about your coworkers? Did any of them come along with you, ask any questions? Was there any challenge there? Um, I really only remember one who kind of didn't take it well per se, mm-hmm. or I didn't feel like they did. Um, and, and one friendship that was pretty tight before that, that didn't really survive mm-hmm. that time. Um, other than that, it kind of, it just happened. Yeah. Um, but I will say there were a couple of coworkers who became a lot closer with mm-hmm. me after that. And we mm-hmm. became a lot better friends, even though they weren't necessarily walking in faith, but I think they accepted that change a lot mm-hmm. more. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they became very close friends. Mm-hmm. We call ourselves the sisterhood. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they're really fun girls. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So then we are now living in this new community, building things with your church. And I heard you say, then you met the man who is now your husband. Yes. I'd be remiss. There's like this really kind of intense period of faith, um, probably about two years that, man, just a little over probably, um, that I feel like I'd be remiss to not dive a little deeper into, which is that um, kind of made this change. Like I said, started hanging out with these fo- these young adults from this particular church that was in my neighborhood. Um, 
and very unwisely actually started dating one of them. And that was not a wise relationship, but new in my faith Mm -hmm. and things and that then brought up other faith struggles and where is God in that? Um, But, you know, God uses everything. So through that, it was like through his friend met one of their friends and like ended up going and hanging out with this whole other group of people who were Christians, but not part of this original church um, and who ended up being some of my closest friends in my entire life Mm. and, um, and very strong faith influences on my life. So, um, I mean, I, I still remember the first night we hung out. It was at somebody's apartment. I don't remember whose, but some apartment in New York City and like sneaking up to the rooftop and very much having like one of those wild and crazy New York nights, but just the fun people. Um, So started getting to know that group of people about the same time that they all started dreaming about a church plant. Okay. And so in the midst of all of that, this guy that I was dating, he and I were talking about being part of it and then we broke up. And so then he wasn't going to be a part of anything that I was a part of, but was even really counseled by a couple of those people during that time on the emotionally destructive relationship that I'd been in Mm. um, and helping me to realize some of the really emotionally destructive patterns that were taking place. And so helping me to see that I needed to walk my own road and my own faith. Mm. And so if this church plant was something that I felt like God was calling me to, Mm -hmm. that I should walk into that. Okay. And so I did, showed up to the first meeting um, and ended up being on the leadership team of the church plant for two years during our planting phase um, and just grew in my faith by leaps and bounds. Um, and so with that leadership team, uh, one of the pastors officiated my wedding and his mm-hmm. wife was my maid of honor. Oh, wow. And one of the other pastors uh, came up and prayed for us during our wedding and his wife was one of my bridesmaids. And there was another couple who I used to go to their house every Sunday night and hang out. And so in this season where I was young and single and um, exploring my faith, they became really family mm-hmm. to me. Um, and they were both in the wedding and... Their kids were ring bears of our wow. girls. And so, yeah. That's like the deep structure, yeah. right? If you Talk think about, about like the pillars and mm-hmm. family. Those yeah. people were my family. Um, wow. Yeah. And so that was a, to me, that is when I look back at, you know, the last, we're talking, that was probably a dozen years ago, uh, maybe just a little over. And that is the foundation of my faith of who I am today and where my faith journey is today. And it was just not anything that, was it planned or intended right. or sought out or it was like yeah. there was a breakup and then like a yeah. who is single Bethany all yeah. on her and with her faith standing on her own yeah. and driving forward just one little step into that and then yeah. into leadership and then into Yeah, and this group who really embraced that season of my life and encouraged me in diving deeper but didn't try to force anything or direct anything for me and like it was a group where we were big enough for our questions and our struggles mm-hmm. for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that community really allowed for great biblical growth and faith. Do you yeah. ever get to go back to that church? Is it still there? Is it growing even more? It is not there any okay. longer. It was there for several years, even after I left, and really, um, I think, was a place of safety for a lot of actually college students. That mm-hmm. ended up being the great ministry was for a couple of colleges on Long Island. And mm-hmm. so I think... Um, in its time, um, was very instrumental for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that time was very instrumental for a lot of us. So it, it grieves me that it's not there mm-hmm. any longer, but it also, um, you know, the season it was there, it was powerful. Sure. And we know that the church is not a building. Right. So it's a body. 
Yeah. And it sounds like you're still pretty tied yeah. to that body. Yeah. So in and, a way. you know, we were planting, so we were in a lot of buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I remember being in someone's house and being in a hotel conference room mm-hmm. and um, and then finally getting a little small church building that we rented and we helped renovate that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I used to bring the bagels every Sunday and cook <laughs> church lunches. And in fact, I think we even used somebody's youth room at a different church at one point. So we were in a lot of buildings, yeah. but we were for sure a body. You know, and that's the stabilizing factor that was there. Sure. Yeah. All right. We're going to pause there for today, and we're going to pick up on our next episode where we travel to Maryland with Bethany and hear the rest of her story. 